Hi everyone and welcome to the So Well podcast. I am your host Sarah O and this podcast is where we get to talk about Jesus, well-being, culture and deconstructing our faith in order to love God more. This is an audio journal, a safe space for us to have real conversations so that we can rest well, serve well, live well and love well. Welcome to the So Well podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to episode two of the So Well podcast. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for everyone who's reached out. Thank you to everyone who has um, followed us on our uh, IG page. It is so well underscore podcast. Um, just thank you for the love, the support and the encouragement. Um, honestly, God has been good and we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. So we are here. Episode two, we're going to get into it. In this episode, we are going to be talking about our personal stories and the importance of our testimony. So I'm going to maybe this is going to be a light, a light trigger warning, because we may be getting into uh, a little bit of my testimony here and there. I will put it in the show notes if I if if it goes in way too 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 deep I will put it into the show notes so that you can be like um I don't know if I have the capacity for this today or I'm gonna circle back around to this when I'm um you know on another day I don't want to you know uh blindside anyone but um I will be sprinkling in bits of my testimony here and there where I think it will be helpful relevant and um yeah healing hopefully for who whoever can relate right so I know I can't be the only one who has um wrestled with their testimony has uh questioned God and been like why is this my testimony like I didn't ask to be born into this family or I didn't ask for x and y and z to happen to me how come you know someone was able to use their free will over my own free will and cause me harm like why you know so many there are so many ways that we wrestle with the things that have happened to us and all of these things make up our personal story all of these things make up our testimony um and we're gonna try and in in a small way try and unpack that a little today um in this episode and let's start with uh, something that I saw on IG that really like I really saw it as a like a wink from God right so I saw this quote on IG that read you have a perfect track record of surviving the worst days of your life and I was like preparing for this episode wrestling about what I'm going to share how much do I want to share that kind of thing and I saw that and I was just like you know what God it's because of your grace that I was able able to overcome. Truly, it's it's by the grace of God that I know that I am standing here today. It's by the grace of God that you are listening into this today. 
you have survived some of the worst things that have ever happened, um, you know, uh, and you've been able to overcome it. Some of the worst days of your life, you've been, and you're still here. It is only, let's just, you know, uh, have a little bit of a praise break for that alone. Just knowing how much, like, God has been able to redeem our stories. It's not just about the overcoming some of the worst days of your life. It's the fact that Jesus is very much interested and invested in your healing, in your wholeness, in bringing you to a place that you know that you are whole in him, that you are a new creation, that you are transformed, that there is nothing nothing is wasted nothing is too far gone he is able he is able to fully redeem and restore because he wants to heal not only um you know the things that uh like our own sin or iniquity or you know transgressions whatever it is but it's also that he wants to heal the wounds that are done to us a lot of us are healing a lot of our testimony and a lot of a lot of us are healing from things that have been done to us that have had a knock-on effect and have shaped changed us shaped the way that we think um has um changed the way that we relate to god or even see god um and it has hindered hindered us in many ways in being the the person that he has called us to be so jesus is invested because he's like all of this healing is going to bring you into 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 alignment is going to bring you into alignment into into who i've called you to be and the plans and the purposes that i have for you and sometimes when we're still trying to um when we don't own our stories or even if we can't own our stories, then that means we're not talking to to God about our full story. Um, and I'm going to get a bit into a little bit about my testimony as well. But it took a real being like, oh, I had to acknowledge my, my story. We had to acknowledge what had happened to me. And, but that was only in the light of knowing, uh, knowing Jesus as a, safe space for me um to really um uh, allow myself to be undone in many ways uh because our testimony is very much uh, us learning our own personal histories we're going to turn to some scripture uh that just helps us understand the power that is within our testimony so we're gonna to go to revelation 4 12 don't be afraid of the book of revelations like i remember one of um uh, one of my favorite preachers said like if you know how a story begins it's good to know how it ends everyone wants to know how it ends so let's who knows we might get into a season about revelation but i might have to bring some some more strong hitters in here because revelation is not it, it it's it's uh, it's for the big boys it's for the big boys okay um but yeah revelation 412 the new living translation um says and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die Whew. there's 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 some there's some 
some real meaty things in that um in those few sentences it talks about the power of the blood of jesus the lamb is talking about jesus and it says by the word of their testimony so there's something about the things that we've gone through and the fact that we've been able to overcome and we are alive to tell the tale that gives us that gives us so much power there is so much healing and power wrapped up in understanding and owning your story and owning your testimony the good bits of it the bad bits of it and the ugly bits of it because Jesus died for it all he died for the, your entire story um, the things that happened to you the things that you've done to of everything about your life like Jesus paid the price for it and it means that it is redeemable that he can bring it all he can bring it from dark from from darkness into light it means that he can bring it from death and it being the worst thing some of the worst days of your life to bringing it to a point of being like actually i'm going to redeem that story for you and give you give you power back when we despise or don't own our story we run the risk of not only just despising our story or despising our testimony but we can also end can end up despising the cross okay god help me help me to say this um in despising the cross in the sense of it being like what was the point of it if you if you weren't able to really save if the cross isn't if the oh if you when we despise our story it can almost be like saying that the cross wasn't enough the cross wasn't enough to actually fully redeem or um reclaim or heal our past or heal our um our or heal the parts of our story that need healing i hope that makes sense i want to I, I lord help me to make it clear but the way that i'm i i feel like i'm receiving it even right now it's like for example with me when it came to my testimony there were so many parts that i was so ashamed of that it it kind of made the cross uh did did i truly believe in the power of the cross did i truly believe in god's power to save and it says that you know his blood speaks a better thing it talks about um you know that he saves to the uttermost like he he will he goes after the one the 99 do i believe that that is true for me do i believe that he what he 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 knows my story and he went to the cross because he was like Sarah's going to need a savior and I'm going to be enough it's going the cross is going to be enough and the cross is a finished work when we don't own our stories it's almost saying like it's not it's not enough it's not it's it's not enough and that's also why we have to go through the journey of healing i really hope that's made that makes sense to people i really hope you get my heart for for what i'm trying to say Honestly, I'm just so thankful that Jesus is still in the in the business of healing and 
that that's part of us being well like god going after our past he wants to heal our, our present he wants us to have a beautiful brilliant marvelous future you know um and that's all wrapped up in us being able to be like actually god you can take this you can take this and you can make it beautiful some of you may think or feel like your testimony isn't important and I will hope this episode encourages you that your testimony is important, it is necessary and actually the enemy really tries to silence or take still our testimony from us because of the power that it holds as we just read in revelations right um and if you are a little bit ashamed of your testimony i hope this inspires you and gives you comfort and courage um it says in uh, first corinthians no sorry second corinthians one three it says all praise to god the father of our lord jesus christ god is our merciful father and the source of all comfort Verse 4, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. It later on goes on to talk about sharing in the suffering of Christ, that in that we are also connected to Jesus. Um, uh, uh, We're connected to Jesus and in turn connected to other people who have also uh, experienced that suffering. Um, also, if you if you do know that your testimony is important, then I am challenging you to share your testimony, share what God has done, what God is doing, and um, uh, encourage others in this faith journey. Because we all know, like we we need that encouragement, like living a life that is uh, active and vibrant in Jesus can sometimes feel very like it can feel lonely it can feel tough you know we are definitely being we can be tested in many ways because we live in a, a fallen world in a broken system in you know in a fleshly form all of these things there's so and and people have free will there are so many ways that we can be tested or um, go through trials and go through tribulations and all those kind of things but as we refer back to that scripture in revelations it says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony I was one of the early adopters when it came to therapy, like thank God for real, for Jesus, for the cross, because it's enough. And then there's our part to play when it comes to actually walking out and uh, walking in the fullness of the healing. Uh, For me, came through therapy and I highly, I'm a big go to therapy advocate I'm like just do it find it figure it out like get the money up so that you can actually go to therapy um and I think like doing therapy alongside your Christian walk really they really support each other really well um and I've had Christian therapists and non-Christian therapists and I've been able to look through it through a lens that God has been able to help me to really it really help uh support my walk um 
there was a point in my healing journey where I realised that all my coping mechanisms were just really, like, not working anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, anywhere that I was trying to find a little bit of comfort, a little bit of respite, or any of the pushing down, there was no more pushing down. There was no more space under the rug to run away from these things. There was no, there was nowhere to hide, do you know what I mean, some of the, some of the dysfunction, uh, or some of or my dysfunction, my brokenness, my bad habits, my, um, uh, you know, my pain my disappointment my regret my all of it like there was just no more space there was no space to hide this thing and um I was doing the work I was like praying crying journaling crying going to therapy crying um (laughs) it was a lot of tears it was a lot of tears um it wasn't always tears but there were tears and to be really frank like some of those tears were some of the most cleansing things for me because I didn't realize I even got to a point in my life where I was like I was stopping myself from crying I was just like we don't have time for this like and that's the whole thing with life life can keep lifing you and happening around you and to you and and then it's triggering you things are triggering you and all of this stuff and because there's no pause button in life we're actually not really processing or unpacking what has happened to us or what you know um or why this is cutting or hitting so deep so um I think a lot of those tears were like for from the time times in my past where I was just like just you know what suck it up and keep going um all of those tears needed to come out but yeah outside of the crying though I was like deep in the shadows doing the work to like heal my inner child and reparent myself and um, let Jesus do a deep work in my heart. And then, you know, uh, you know, wrestling with being like, God, yeah, the cross is enough. It's enough what you did. It's a finished work. You have, you know, you've completed your work in me, all of this stuff. And then um, I just I remember reading that scripture where it's in in, uh, Second Corinthians, which we just read. and it talked about him being the father of and the source of all comfort. And I remember one day just like thanking God that I couldn't hide anymore. I couldn't uh, put a brave face anymore. And actually all of this stuff coming up to the surface, there, God had released grace for me to start dealing with these things. Um, and and was like, I want to be your source of comfort and true comfort, not artificial, not, you know, of your own making, actually real comfort where you could, you could just be, you can be no masks, no filter, no nothing. We can actually work through these things together. Some of the things that God was able to heal in my life, some things uh, was, took a day other things took uh, a week, a month, a year. You know, some things are still a work in progress. But I'm thankful for the way in which God was like, I want you to under- really understand that I am I am your saviour. Like, I've come to save you from, from, the, from trauma that has happened to you. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm here to... Ju- I am your saviour and it's personal. And this made it really personal when I had to really dig into all my stuff. 
So trust me, like, we can be going through the motions, serving, going to church, all that good stuff, but do we trust God with our story, the good, the bad, the ugly parts, like, all of it, and the detail of it? Um, I went through a season where my only prayer was standing before God, mostly in tears, um, repeating over and over again, God, I choose to trust you. God, I choose to trust you. Like, and having to work through, like, knowing how much um trusting someone really was an issue for me and being able to trust a god that is invisible that we haven't seen but we love him and we felt his love and all of these things and and I'm like I'm trusting that you're you're going to heal me I just I choose to trust you that was um that was my only my heart's cry and and god said let's go okay cool like let's go and the events after that took me on a journey of becoming undone um, and God restoring my identity. This meant confronting my internal story, plus acknowledging the trauma, the coping mechanisms, the dysfunctional, dysfunctional behaviours, because all of those things hindered me from fully experiencing the love of God in my life and other things. Um, I always felt a little like I was striving or having to prove myself, even to God. And it was because a lot of my story, that kind of theme of striving and proving and um, was wrapped up within my story. Um, when we encounter Jesus and truthfully share our heart, like the Samaritan woman in John 4, verse 16 to 18, it can change our story forever. She was the first person that he revealed himself to as the Messiah. And it was in that exchange of her saying, yes, um, oh, I do not have a husband. And Jesus saying, you have spoken truthfully because you actually have had five husbands and the person that you're with isn't your husband, that he was able to be like... we we're on a level playing field because you're be you're truthful you're being truthful about acknowledging your story um and when we do that that's when we can actually experience jesus fully um we don't know her full story the samaritan woman in john 4 we don't know her full story but jesus did he knew why she avoided the crowds um came down to the well at that time and that and and he knew her entire life story to that point and everything everything in our life shapes us so he knew what shaped her he knew what had made her who she was having five husbands isn't a joke either like she she maybe was looking for something looking for covering looking for security we need to think about the context of being a woman in that time who had left their family home and then have a marriage break down and then having and then being unsure of your future and then going to find another person to be with it was a woman who's left their family home is and and has no covering that's also scary maybe she was looking for comfort maybe she was looking for love care support a partnership we don't know what made her leave those husbands was it abuse was it neglect was it um disappointment was it a low self-esteem was it maybe an emptiness that even no no marriage no man no nothing could actually feel it was just an emptiness um all we can gather is that she was coping and making do until she met jesus so uh like last year 
I began serving um, in our Wednesday services at church and um, I was on, on a few panels and we were like just talking about different topics around like faith and, um, uh, you know, Christianity and our, you know, our walk and um, different people would come up and share like from their perspective. And one of the things that would that came out of it that made me realise like, oh, wow, like, no God for real there is power in us sharing and especially power in sharing our testimony and our, and, and our stories is that I realised that the thing that impacted people the most was when we would be making a point using scripture referencing scripture and then dropping in our personal story and testimony or how God had person had made that real, that scripture real for us right um, and I realized that our testimony helped give people com give people comfort. It helped people know that you're not alone. Um, it showed how God can redeem our past pain and trauma, and um, it showed that there's there's healing that that there is so much healing and revelation wrapped up in our testimonies. It's like learning your own personal history and being able to process and acknowledge what has happened to you and then being able to share that as a source of, source of encouragement to someone else. If we're really real with ourselves, a lot of us have an understanding that scripturally, you know, that the cross was a finished work. He was on the cross and he literally said, Jesus said, it is finished. Like... I've taken on the sin of the world. I've been crucified. My flesh, my body, like I am, this is, this is, all of this is part of a work that is going to be completed. Like in three days, you guys are going to see me again and I will have all power, like power over death in the grave. All of that, yeah. Um, we can have an understanding of that theoretically, yeah. But do we have a lived out, heart-filled experience of the actual healing work of the cross that's something that you know you may want to take into your quiet time because for me I there was a point in my journey there was a point in me serving and being in church that I felt like Holy Spirit arrested me and was just like okay I think you're at that place now where we need to actually go into it being a lived experience for you you're at that point now where nothing's going to feel enough even the you're not even going to fully feel the abundance of uh, uh, the love of God because it's almost it's capped it's capped <laughs> because it's it's all head knowledge it's not heart it's not felt it's not lived out it's not it can't it needs to be able to actually do it has to be redeemed i have to believe and see how god has redeemed my story and it's real right and the only way that uh holy spirit was going to start that work was like here here's a part of your story that you're ashamed of and here's a part of your story that you haven't been able to reconcile and here's a part of your story that makes you think you feel like it's going to unravel everything that you believe and actually, it's okay if you become undone in this healing process because now I can, Holy Spirit was like, I could come in 
put you back together in the way that you're supposed to be put together because I know your original design I know how you're supposed to be wholly put together um and I can instead of you putting a band-aid over an open gaping wound I can actually do the deep work of healing but I need to I I'm gonna have to take out the we need to get past all of the the gunk and the scabbing and the infection and all of the you know all of that stuff we're gonna get we have to get all of that out and we're gonna have to do some deep surgery here some deep work to make sure that actually you heal properly um and that you heal in a way that brings you even closer to the cross than you probably ever felt before I was 17 when I was sexually assaulted and I was around 22 when I actually acknowledged what had happened to me um, as part of my coping mechanisms. And as I said before, when I was, when I was, I was saying all well, my coping mechanisms were, were failing, um, we're not called to cope. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you can cope. That's, that wasn't it. He died that you may have life and life more abundantly, right? John 10, 10. That's, that's what you need to keep thinking. And um, yeah, so it was around, I think, a part of the coping mechanism for my mind after such a trauma was that, oh, we're just going to, we're going to act like that didn't happen. We're just going to forget it. So um, I had a lot of repressed memories about that um, ordeal and um, when it did finally kind of all come up because a lot of things have to come up uh, and out and they need to be nailed to the cross um, it came up for me and it I all, all, all of the information came flooding back and um, I broke down <laughs> of course you know um and I was just like god what is happening and it took me on a journey of being like um reconciling what had happened uh why my you know and I, I went into therapy um and counseling because of that and um I had to wrap my mind around what had happened to me and why I uh, I responded why I responded in that way and then after and then I went through stages of grief I went through stages of anger I went through stages of being angry at myself angry at the person angry at God for uh, all of the just angry you know just different levels and then I went through a stage of fear because I was like actually I was like what what is like what is this um it was a real, a real deep work that needed to be done. And it was done in stages. And it was God's mercy. So I'm trying to not get emotional. I think um, God was like, you can't, you're not going to play church anymore. Like, um, you're going through the motions, you're serving you're doing everything you're being you're you're being here you're faithful you're here but um i need to get into your heart i need to get into here like so i'm pointing at my heart <laughs> um and uh, i was just like god i don't know like this is this is undoing me in a way that i i i, I 
don't know I don't know how I can't control this uh, I don't know where emotionally where I'm at mentally where I'm at spiritually where am I like this is just woo, you know um and what that journey did for me of it, it it brought the word of God to life for me in a way that I I like I can't explain um the word of God is is alive it is living it is healing it is everything that we literally need and there was certain scriptures that I was like oh yeah these are great to read and it feels like really empowering to read them you know but when it's literally like that's all you have left and then you actually see like that word of that word come through for you like when you actually see God move it's like oh okay no 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 but I don't just know the bible because I you know I read it through and you know that kind of thing it's like no 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 I have lived experience of 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 God giving me peace that's a pass of all understanding you know um I have lived experience of the fact that um I know that he's he died for my sins um and you know there's sin iniquity and transgressions all, all, all the different terminology shout out to bible project <laughs> that um, the, be teaching teaching the girls um but yeah there is there is something about seeing the love of god worked out in in your healing process that changes you forever the enemy plays plays dirty like doesn't care if you're tired or you're weak that's why we have to stand on sense on scriptures that say you know when we are weak god is strong you know because yeah there is a constant battle we are made in the image of god so there are times where um we need to actually just really be like actually yeah we do have a real enemy but enemy on the outside and also sometimes the enemy within and i remember uh one uh, an elder a church elder said to me once like sarah what you never want to do is keep secrets with the devil um uh, because he's just not he's not on your side and i was just like yeah okay i didn't really fully i don't think i really got it when um she said this to me um but it was like the older i got i was just like oh i i I get it because there was so much shame wrapped up in actually having to admit that i was uh sexually assaulted um i was ashamed because i was like this is something that you know i just never i don't no one you never expect will happen to you um i also grew up in the very heavy purity culture of church so i just felt um very worthless and second rate and no one's gonna want to you know when i have to eventually when i (laughs) eventually want to get with someone i'm going to am i going to have to tell them this and you know what if they now see me as like used and abused and then i was just like no that made me want to go into a deeper you know into deeper shame and secrecy um about it because you know the the good girl uh virgin image has now been like destroyed and uh so i had to wrestle with had to like (laughs) really talk to god through all of these things and 
in so many ways the the enemy was just like no i'm gonna i want to try and keep you tied down and bound to feeling your lowest and not receiving the the healing that is readily available to you i'm just gonna keep um lying to you and uh, you know making you believe the worst about yourself and uh, instead of being like actually this is something that happened to me i can actually walk in i i shouldn't have to feel shame about this at all um it was the opposite so we're gonna read let's read a few scriptures shall we in Romans 8 verse 34 it says who then will condemn us no one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us now um I I felt so much condemnation because there's something about living in the light of the cross makes you see almost like it says our righteousness is like filthy rags <laughs> and <laughs> being in the light of everything like see when the rug is lifted up when everything is <laughs> outside it just felt like oh oh okay like okay this is why we had to be reborn this is why um we had to we salvation was letting you come in and be like lord over our lives like we had to go from darkness into the kingdom of light this is why we had to be birthed in the name of jesus like uh, so baptized in the name of jesus this, oh, oh okay this is all making sense now because actually the only one who is going to be able who can uh who has taken on and brought all of our you know uh our sins our transgressions our iniquities our, our past our trauma our everything everything is christ and he died for us and he was raised to life for us and he is sitting in a place of honor at god's right hand and he is pleading for us he is advocating for us he took our place he took our place because he was just like no i'm i'm going to i'm gonna take sarah's place and because i want her to she's going to live a life of freedom even with everything else that's happened with some of the worst things that have happened she's going to be a i'm going to be able to redeem that life i'm going to i'm going to redeem her life and i'm going to redeem her story um and we see an example of this in john 4 the story in john 4 is known as the samaritan woman or the woman at the well and um we're going to read from verse 25 but if you can't read the whole read the whole chapter right but um from verse 25 it says the woman said to him jesus i know that the messiah is coming he who is called the christ the anointed one and when he arrives he will tell us everything we need to know and make it clear to us jesus said to her i who now speak with you am he just then his disciples came and they wondered were surprised astonished to find him talking with a woman a married woman however not one of them asked him what 
are you inquiring about or what do you want or why do you speak with her then the woman left the, her water jar and went away to the town and she began telling the people come see a man who told me everything that i ever did can this be is not this the christ must not this be the messiah the anointed one in verse 30 it says so the people left the town and set out to go to him <sighs> this story um what i think is amazing again i'm going to shout out uh the series the chosen series one is on netflix and uh, this is not sponsored but honestly just go and watch the series there is a depiction of the woman at the well and her going being at the well at the hottest time of the day at the height of the you know noonday sun to avoid everyone because everyone was in her business and she felt condemned and she felt ashamed and you know she'd lived a life that wasn't seen as honorable to certain people and then she has an encounter with Jesus Jesus sends his disciples to go in like, like look for food or I think go in go into the next town and he said I'm gonna follow on after you but he's like I'm, I'm gonna wait here and he was at the well waiting and then he knew she would be coming she came by herself he's asking her for water she's saying why would you ask me you a Jew me a Samaritan why would you even ask me to give you water because you think we're beneath you you know so um and Jesus is like if you only knew like who was before you you will be asking me for the living water like you will be asking me for water because the water that I give means that you will never thirst again you will never look for comfort anything or your value or any or validation or anything that you're looking for you will not look for it anywhere else again because I am the living water anyway he's having a back and forth he goes actually um before you even get me water go and get your husband she's like oh no um sorry don't have a husband and Jesus pretty much says like okay cool you're right you don't have a husband you've had five husbands and then actually the person that you're staying with is not your husband and now she is now struck like oh so you who are you may you be a prophet like who who are you how do you know me right and then basically it comes all the way down so i'm giving a big old recap you know or the um and he says to her, like, believe me that a time is coming that you'll worship the Father, neither merely in the mountains nor in Jerusalem, but that God is a spirit, a spiritual being. This is in verse 24. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth reality. You have to worship him, know him in your <laughs> and worship him in spirit, but also in truth. It has to be your reality you need to have a reality of who you are worshiping you have to have a reality of god in your life that is a changing aspect for you um yes and then what really stood out for me in these verses is that and you see it in the chosen she goes from being a woman who was hiding and ashamed of her story and ashamed about who you know um about even being seen around the the, the usual times of day with where the other women would come she runs into the town and she starts saying to everyone 
come see a man who knows everything about me is this not can this guy he has to be he has to be the messiah like she and in the in the chosen how how she's actually shown is it and how how she's shown in the beginning and then how she's shown by the end like her countenance is different like she doesn't like you can't condemn her she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't walk in condemnation anymore because she met she had an encounter a reality a reality check with the messiah and he said that there's bigger things you need to be thinking about like actually you know you will know god for yourself that is the time is coming that you will know god in spirit and you will know him in truth it will be your lived reality that you will walk in the light of who god has called you to be and um it, you can see that this woman was despised the disciples came back and they wouldn't they could not understand why would jesus want to be speaking to a woman like this like why is he even associating you shouldn't even be cr like you shouldn't be talking too tough like why are you, you're getting a bit too comfortable um but none of them could say anything because what are they going to say who are they gonna, they, they didn't say anything but this is what they thought and even in that she was like she left her water jar forgot what she was there for the you know the, the being in the monotony of life and in the mundaneness of your everyday living we can encounter Jesus and he can reveal to us actually <laughs> this what you're doing stop this kind of even protective self-preservation that you're trying to do coming to the well at in the height of the noonday sun stop all of this you don't need to live like this anymore you don't need to be hiding you do not need to live in condemnation and um that ooh, really trying to not cry in this episode is um that is what jesus died for he came for for all of us for every single one of us he knows the details of our lives and he's never trying to use those details against us to shame us or to condemn condemn us none of that this woman became one of the first like evangelists for jesus she dropped her water jar and everything and was like i have to go and tell people about this man about what who who i just encountered our relationship with christ has to be real and has to be it should we should be encountering jesus and it should be an encounter that changes us so much that we want to testify of of who he is we want to testify of his marvelous works we want to testify of how he was able to see us in the fullness of who we are and loved us anyway and still went to the cross anyway like don't get me started don't get me started in here we're going to read another scripture we're going to read psalm 9 verse psalm i don't know why i said it like that psalms 9 verse 1 it says i will praise you O lord with my whole heart i will show forth recount and tell aloud all your marvelous works and wonderful deeds 
I'm reading an amplified classic um, translation. I'm just going to read it again. It's so good. It says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth, recount and tell aloud all your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. I feel like we need to be testifying more of what God is God has done or is doing in our lives small big or small waking up in the morning is not something we should be taking for granted and I think sometimes we think the testimony always has to feel like spectacular like massive big lights and sometimes actually the testimony is that you know what I've really been struggling with um uh overcoming this certain thing and this week it didn't i was i felt like i overcame that thing um i felt like you know i've I've been struggling with road rage and actually this week i feel like god actually really moved in that area for me and for some people they're like oh that's not that might not sound like a, a jazzy a jazzy testimony listen that is a testimony of god moving in your life if that's something that you have been praying on working on working through let us not despise the testimonies let us recount and tell aloud all the marvelous works and wonderful deeds and all the revelations that we have of God because it can inspire it can encourage it can um give life to someone else so like I have a friend shout out to uh Deborah she does this like monthly recap on her IG stories at like the end of the month she writes down things that God has revealed to her, things that, quotes that spoke to her, things that she learned in that month, um, things that God has did, uh, the things that, you know, like testimonies, just different. And it's big, small, funny, you know, uh, uh, emotional, deep, light. It's just a a mix of everything. But it's kind of like, I love the, the, it's almost like a little tradition that she's put in place of being like, I'm going to remember what happened this month and I'm going to testify of the things that I was able to, you know, receive this month. The things that God allowed me to learn, experience, enjoy, um, feel this month. Um, and I think we need to put it into a practice. I have friends who keep a little list on their on, on their phone. Um, uh, and it's not just a gratitude list. It's like actually things that, God, I've been praying for, praying about this thing in my life. And I've seen you answer. And it may be a small bit, whatever. But it's being able to note down, actually, this is where I encountered Jesus this month. I encountered him in this scripture. I encountered him at Bible study. I encountered him listening to this sermon. I encountered him going to church on Sunday. I encountered him with an interaction that I had with a stranger. We should write them down. And the more that we actually start taking notice of the way, the things that God is doing in our lives, even at present, um, it help, it gives room for us to even, for more of it, for more encounters with God. Because like even the the depiction of the woman at the well in the Chosen series, she just becomes like this like this person, a new person entirely from going to hiding is going to like telling every single person about, do you know what Jesus did for me? Do you, did I tell you? Did I tell you that I met a man? Did I tell you that I met the Messiah? Do you want to come? Are you going to come over? I feel like you guys should all come over to my house because he's coming. He's going to come and, you know, he's going to teach. He's going to preach and all this other stuff. She became almost like this chatty patty. 
a chatty patty evangelist just being like I just need to tell and chatty patty about like I just need to tell people like and I'm not even sure maybe I have told you maybe I haven't and this is something that as I said the most relatable I, I mentioned on panel about um sexual assault and it was during the topic of um walking out forgiveness and um I can't tell you how many uh how many people spoke to me about things on that topic or things relating to that topic or other things around forgiveness other things that I mentioned in that topic but it was just it reminded me that I'm like yeah when we testify and we show how we've overcome it points back to Jesus and at all roads everything in our lives has to point back to Jesus it has to and that is what our testimony and us testifying and the practice of recounting and telling aloud and owning our stories and our testimonies actually can point back to Jesus so now when I think about um uh, sexual assault it doesn't bring me to a breakdown um I've been able to talk about it in a way that I was just like yes this horrible thing happened to me yes it was traumatic um and it's something that you know shifted my life view in so many ways but now I can say that I do I I am now been able to walk in the power of God's healing and he's been able to heal me and heal my mind and heal me from a trauma that was so deep that I thought it was going to take me under it's not it wasn't just the trauma of what happened on that day it's what it is the doors that it opened after it's the it's how my mind was shaped and how my being was forever changed do you know what I mean and i never thought that i could get back to a place of wholeness and it's only through the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony that i've been able to see god make me whole and um redeem parts of my story that i thought were like absolutely unredeemable just filled with con- condemnation on that note i want to finish with this we're going to head back into romans 8 and it's uh amplified classic verse 32 it says he who did not withhold or spare even his own son but gave him up for us will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things and we're going to go to verse 34 who is there to condemn us will Christ Jesus the messiah who died or rather who was raised from the dead who is at the right hand of god actually pleading as he intercedes for us who shall ever separate us from Christ's love shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword even as it is written for thy sake we put to death all the day long we are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter yet 
amid all these things we are more than conquerors who gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us for i am persuaded beyond doubt i am sure that neither death nor life nor angel nor principalities nor things impeding and threatening nor things to come no powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, my being able to tell my and own my story, like the woman at the well, she was able to own her story and was like, I'm just going to become an evangelist. <laughs> um, able to own my story and my testimony and even to be able to talk about it, um, a big part of... I, I believe that a lot of the wrestling and every all a part of a big part of the healing journey was so that I could get to Romans 8 verse 38 where it says for I am persuaded beyond doubt I am sure I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things impending threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate me Sarah from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus nothing can separate you put your name in <laughs> insert your name nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord so own your story go to God with the hard stuff so that you can actually walk in the fullness of this love be persuaded so that you can get into the the birthright of what it is to be fully saved fully known fully seen and that you walk in the light of the cross we're going to wrap up this um episode here thank you so much for listening and i hope and pray that God continues to minister to you even after this session, after this session, wow, <laughs> after this episode. And um, be sure to like, like and share and uh, comment and, you know, all that kind of, all that good stuff, <laughs> you know, push, the, push, push our podcast up there um, so that more people can hear the good news, the good news of, of Jesus and yeah we will we will be back we'll be back so um bye bye for now